You're listening to the Roadmap to Diet Success podcast, episode 10, What is Keto? Did you know that you don't have to spend money on a diet program or weigh, measure, and track your food? What if you could learn to have success by following an easy roadmap that takes you on adventures from learning how to change your mindset so that you can believe in yourself? to learning about what foods work best in your body and why. Join me, Miriam Hatoum, health coach, course creator, and author of Breaking Free from Diet Prison as I give you actionable coaching advice that is sure to empower you so that you will finally find peace with food and learn to trust your body's signals. You've got this, girl. Oh, and before we start, I want to let you know that the primary purpose of this podcast is to educate and does not constitute medical advice or services. And I'm keeping up with the science as fast as I can so I can share with you the latest breaking research in this area to help you achieve your dreams. In episode three, It's the Food, I told you about my personal story in finding keto. Instead of finding it restrictive, I found it liberating. After years on the diet hamster wheel, I no longer needed to weigh, measure, or track my food. I am saying that with the caveat that I did measure and track my food at the beginning because I didn't even know where carbohydrates were hidden and how much I was actually consuming. For a while, I used MyFitnessPal and did keep track just so I could understand my intake for the day. I didn't use tracking as punishment or even as a boundary. I just needed to understand what I was eating. Eventually, I kept a notebook with my favorite foods, and ultimately, I didn't even do that. I found keto so liberating and successful that I wanted to help other people who were well on the road to diabetes and insulin resistance and who were unable to successfully lose weight because they didn't understand the nature of the food they were eating. I studied to become a health coach to help other people. In my studies and experience, I realized that keto is not the only way to eat to lose weight, but I did learn two things. When nothing else works, it is a wonderful springboard to get your metabolism humming and your hormones into line. I also learned that it is important to understand the bones of keto. In other words, it is important to understand the role of carbohydrates in regulating insulin, which in turn regulates your hunger hormones and fat storage. I find that once a client understands the insulin-to-hunger, hormone-to-fat storage connection, that the clients can take that information and apply it to any preferred eating style, such as Mediterranean, low-carb, paleo, and the like. It can even be applied to diets such as Weight Watchers. Forget the unlimited fruit nonsense and throw out those 100-calorie snack packs they hawk. So that is what has inspired me to do this series on popular eating plan styles. I am starting with keto because of the bones I talked about, but you can look forward to future episodes on low-carb, Mediterranean, 
Paleo, Primal, and Whole30. And by the way, let me just say this here. Whole30 is truly meant to be only 30 days, and I will explain it in case you want to do it at some future point. I will also explore some of the diets, such as Weight Watchers, now known as the Hip WW, but we know it's still Weight Watchers, Volumetrics, and South Beach. One listener would like me to talk about Dr. Furman's Eat to Live diet, and I am going to do that. If there is any eating style you would like me to cover, let me know. The series episodes on eating lifestyles and diets will be sprinkled in with other episodes. It is so important to explore and coach on mindset issues that are as important or even more important than whatever eating approach you take. My goal is to make this a well-rounded roadmap to diet success. Even if you have no intention of ever eating keto And I am not saying you should, even though that is where I started out, I encourage you to listen to the entire episode because there is a lot of information that you might be interested in, such as how and why you develop type 2 diabetes. I know that's a concern for a lot of my listeners. Take the time to learn the bones of keto so that even if you ultimately have no interest in keto, you at least understand a little better the role of carbohydrates, proteins, and fats in your body. Having and understanding this information will guide you with your food choices within any other eating style or diet. It will even help you make something like Weight Watchers more successful. It is important to understand the bones of keto so that you can be successful with keto or use it as a strong springboard for other eating styles. Here is a short definition. A ketogenic or keto diet is a high-fat, adequate protein, low-carbohydrate way of eating that forces the body to burn and run on fat rather than carbohydrates. Eating this way makes the liver convert fat into fatty acids and ketone bodies. An elevated level of ketone bodies in the blood is a state known as ketosis. This is not the same as ketoacidosis, and as long as your body produces even a minute bit of insulin, this will never happen to you. This is a dangerous state in a type 1 diabetic, but can be avoided. The ketogenic diet was first used to treat difficult-to-control epilepsy in children. Physicians used this protocol in the 1920s, so it is not a fad or new to the scene. The medical ketogenic diet has a ratio of 4 to 1 fat to protein. The nutritional ketogenic diet most people use is not as severe as the medical ketogenic diet. When you say, I'm eating keto, it generally means the nutritional ketogenic diet. You become a fat burner instead of a sugar burner. Ketosis is your fat burning state. Ketosis not to be confused with ketoacidosis, will be your metabolic state where your body's energy supply comes from fat, 
where ketone bodies are produced when you metabolize fat and fatty acids are converted into ketones. There are three different types of ketones that are measured different ways. Acetone is measured in the breath using a breathalyzer. Acetoacetate is measured in the urine using urine strips. Beta-hydroxybutyrate, known as BHB, is measured in the blood using a blood monitor. When you are in ketosis, you will have measurable ketones and you can be sure that you are a fat burner. I mentioned the bones of keto in several places. In a minute, we'll, we'll get into the three macronutrients, which people call macros, that are carbohydrates, protein, and fat. But first, I want to give you a very short description of how to eat keto. Do not eat grains and things made from grains, such as bread, pasta, and cereal. Do not eat any type of sugar, syrups, or fresh items that are high in sugar, such as dried fruits, tropical fruits, or even most fruits. Eat protein, chicken, fish, meat, eggs, dairy, veggie, nuts, seeds, good fats such as avocados and olives and berries. Use good oils and eat root vegetables sparingly, if at all. There, you have it. Those are the bones of keto, and you never have to weigh, measure, or track a single thing. Just honor your hunger and satiety cues. Now let's talk about carbohydrates and why we limit them in the keto lifestyle. The very th first thing you do in order to be eating keto and get into ketosis is to limit your carbohydrates. Carbohydrates is a class of macronutrient. Macro means large. Micronutrients, vitamins, and minerals are needed in smaller amounts. Carbohydrate-rich foods are anything that contain any form of sugar, from fruits to candy, or starch, such as potatoes, bread, or pasta. These all turn into sugar or glucose, you can call it glucose or sugar, in your system. These sugars, whether straight sugar or sugar that has been converted in your body from another food, trigger an insulin response. Insulin is responsible for fat storage. Over the years, by eating high-carbohydrate foods, you can develop insulin resistance. Insulin resistance, which is known as IR, means that your blood sugar cannot get into your cells to be used for energy and remains floating in your blood. That is why your blood glucose readings will be high when you have type 2 diabetes. Your body actually makes the glucose it needs from other food you eat so that you do not need to worry about having it available where and when needed. Very few people eat zero carbohydrates, and I wouldn't expect you to eat that way. You can choose several levels of carbohydrates, and you have the option to count them as total or net carbs. Total is the full amount of carbohydrates in the food. Net is the amount of carbohydrates in the food after you have subtracted the fibers in the food. 
when using packaged or prepared foods, or even foods that you make yourself, people usually also subtract the sugar alcohols in the food as well. If you want to do full-on keto, you might want to start at 20 total carbohydrates and see how you feel and whether it is best for you to go up or down from there, or whether you would feel best and do best counting net carbs. I have a successful keto system that I call hybrid counting that combines net and total. Whatever you do, please do not get caught up in the net carb myth. A food can have two net carbs, sometimes called impact carbs, but be loaded with, for instance, sugar alcohol, various types of fiber, and even starches. For example, the label on Power Bar's Double Chocolate Flavor Protein Plus Carb Select Bar says it has 2 grams of impact carbohydrates. The Nutritional Facts label on the product says it has 30 grams of total carbohydrates. Unless you were talking about fresh vegetables, net carbs are usually a manufacturer's way of making you think they are inconsequential when in fact many of the subtracted carbohydrates do impact blood sugar and insulin in many people. The next element in a keto diet is to eat moderate amounts of protein. The keto policy is to moderate your protein intake. There are calculators for this based on height, age, lean body mass, etc. My rule of thumb is 75 to 100 grams of protein for a woman and 100 to 125 grams for a man. These grams are not calculated by weight, but the act but by the actual grams of protein in the food. The older you are, the closer you can be at the higher range, because as we age, we process protein less efficiently. Some people can add more if they are young, athletic, and not metabolically damaged. This, like finding the sweet spot on carbs, is individual, but within a reasonable range. Your sources of protein would be from animal proteins, but if you are using a digital tracker, don't be surprised that protein will show up in some vegetables. One cup of chopped kale, for instance, has two grams of protein. Minuscule amounts like these normally do not make or break your success, but just be mindful. There are vegetarian approaches to eating keto, but you would not be able to eat keto if you are a vegan. Why do we moderate protein on keto even though protein is an essential macronutrient? Proteins are the building blocks of cells and muscles, and it is essential for brain function and other functions such as healing cuts and wounds. However, the body recycles much of its protein, and you do not need to consume large quantities to have a healthy body. Also, by a process called gluconeogenesis, the liver can turn too much unneeded protein into glucose, the spiking insulin. However, this appears to be demand-driven and not supply-driven. 
In addition, protein contains a lot of phosphorus that is a stimulant, and you will find you might not sleep well after a heavy protein dinner. Now measuring protein. When you measure protein or carbohydrates or fat, the reference to how many grams you are eating is the amount of protein in the food, not the weight of the food. For example, three ounces of ground chuck cooked weighs 85 grams and contains 22 grams of protein. The 22 grams is counted towards your protein total. You can't answer the question, what is keto, without addressing the last macronutrient, which is fat. The rule here is to eat to satiety. There are various ratios. The medical one, where the ketogenic diet is used to treat and control epilepsy, can be as much as a 4 to 1 ratio of fat to protein. A more comfortable ratio is, at the very least, one-to-one, but most people settle in at two-to-one fat-to-protein. Even at the one-to-one, some people find starting keto is difficult when they try to eat so much fat, especially those of us baby boomers who grew up in the fat-free era, and even younger people who have been fed the myth of fat-free. Two to one means that if you are eating 60 grams of protein, which I have to tell you is not enough, but let's just use that as the example, you will be eating at least 120 grams of fat. Eating one to one is much too low. You will be hungry and the only other thing to eat will be carbohydrates. If you are hungry, go ahead and eat more protein, but absolutely do not skimp on fat. Fat, especially saturated fat, does not cause heart disease. It is the sugar and carbohydrates in your diet that cause hardening of the arteries. Honestly, if you need convincing, please start by reading Cholesterol Clarity by Jimmy Moore and Dr. Eric Westman. Bring the book to your doctor if you have to. And once you are comfortable using your hunger scale, you will never have the worry about going overboard. Now, how to increase your fat intake comfortably? The easiest way to start to increase your fat intake is to go for fattier cuts of meat. Forget the boneless, skinless chicken breasts or the turkey deli beef. And these are highly insulogenic, meaning that they tend to spike your insulin, which makes you fat. So you don't want to have that anyway. Move to roast beef, corned beef and pastrami, chicken thighs with skin or even duck. Enjoy ribeye steak and a nice marble chuck roast instead of lean sirloin and London broil. Eat more fatty fish like salmon and mackerel. Don't feel you have to eat cod or other white fish because they are leaner. If you enjoy them, then go ahead and enjoy them, but don't eat them because they are lean. Move to full-fat dairy. Yes, I said full-fat butter to top your vegetables, heavy cream in your coffee, and real cheese. Do not add fat just for the sake of adding fat, like butter on a ribeye. Use fat 
if it adds flavor to the food, such as butter on vegetables or good quality olive oil on your salad. Use fat if it is part of the cooking process. Forget the pan and nonstick pans. Use butter and oil as you see fit, and especially if it adds to the flavor profile of a food. Use fat when it is part of the package, such as fattier cuts of meat and full-fat dairy. Other sources of fat, avocados, real but low-carb dressings, such as blue cheese and ranch. These are favorites. Seeds and nuts, but do be aware of the carbohydrates in them. What mistakes do we make when we first approach keto? First of all, it is the fear of fat. Fat is not a culprit unless it is also eaten in excess with carbohydrates, poor oils, and processed foods. Once you clean everything else up, eating fat is a non-issue. Another mistake is macronutrienting ourselves to death. Yes, I made up that word. We are not computers and machines. As I said at the beginning of this episode, yes, you do have to track things at the beginning, if nothing else but the carbohydrates, because chances are you don't have a clue where they are and how much of them there are. But give yourself some credit. You are an intelligent person and certainly know that a bagel for breakfast with a muffin chaser and a coffee drink is not the same as bacon, eggs, and a few olives. We think following keto is restrictive and hard. I say, pick your restrictions and pick your hard. I think it is harder to always be weighing, measuring, and tracking my food. I think it is harder to have hunger hormones so out of whack that I am never full and I'm always hungry. I think it is harder to live in a state of beating myself up because once again, I think I failed the diet instead of understanding that diets failed me. And why are we making these mistakes? We make these mistakes because after eating a standard American diet all these years with processed foods, bad oils, and heavy on the starches and sugars, it is almost heresy to think there is another way other than just limiting those processed foods, bad oils, starches, and sugars, as most other diets and eating plans do. Another reason for mistakes is that we don't fully understand and accept that the foods we eat may be more important than the quantity of the foods we eat. We also make the mistake of thinking that everything should be quick and easy. After you get to know the bones of keto, it really won't be hard, but it's not as easy as a diet that says, eat this much of this and this much of that. With keto, you actually have to listen to your body, and this might be the first time in your entire dieting life that you've ever done that. It is a little difficult to do this, but it gets easier and ultimately much easier than tracking your food for the rest of your life. What is the cost of making these mistakes? You can lose weight with any diet and any eating plan. So I would never say that the cost is not losing weight. But there is a cost of not finding the foods that are best for your health and hormones. 
The cost is not being patient enough with a new eating lifestyle, keto or otherwise, that cannot instantly turn things around in your body that have been in the making for a lifetime. I want to call out a new way of doing things. Instead of limiting foods that cause poor health, such as sugar, processed food, high starch, and bad oils, cut them out. Take the time to learn the bones of keto so that even if you ultimately have no interest in keto, you at least understand a little better the role of carbohydrates, proteins, and fats in your body. Don't necessarily turn this into another diet of weighing, measuring, and tracking, but give some forethought to your meals. You're smart. By now, you know the good, better, best choices for health. And if you don't, read up a little more on carbohydrate consumption specifically. Listen to your body to see what foods in the three macronutrients, carbohydrates, protein, and fat, feel best in your body. Use your hunger scale. Become informed. And this is why I don't have my clients uh, do their macros in percentages. The different macros feel different in your body. Maybe you need some extra vegetables. Maybe you need extra protein. Maybe you need a little extra fat. You're going to start the process of listening to your body, not watching a tracker. And don't be a robot in following a diet. Be your own leader. Take the chance. And I want to say one last thing about freedom. My niece and her husband did keto the way I told them to. They never measured a thing. They cut out bread, pasta, starchy vegetables, and sweets, and both lost over 40 pounds and are still going strong. I find this to be freedom, not restriction. Here is your actionable coaching advice this week. I am sending you to my website to read the following specific blogs. The direct links are in the show notes and transcripts. Number one, what is keto? In this blog, you will learn more about what you may have heard as the keto flu. This is entirely avoidable. Number two, is keto hard? In this blog, you will find the short list and the long list. You can eat this way entirely from yes-no lists. It need be no more difficult than that. Your keto plate and keto day are illustrated to give you visual ideas of what and how much to eat. I also give you a short list of general rules and what has worked for me. I would also like you to go to my website and under the blog tab, you will find a sub tab for keto FAQs. There is so much information there, but for this week, if you are interested in keto, make sure you read the one entitled Three Ways to Count Carbohydrates. After you have done this reading, I would like you to journal about the restrictions you have in your life, such as not having the clothes you want or not doing the activities you would like to do, and weigh that against, the, against possibly limiting or eliminating some foods that you want to eat. 
I'll tell you, lower blood sugar brings more satisfaction than eating a bagel. Or finally losing some belly fat brings more satisfaction than that bowl of pasta. And by the way, everything from that bagel to that bowl of pasta can be made keto. In this episode's bonus guide, I give you End Keto Confusion, which you can download from miriamhatoom.com slash end-keto-confusion. As always, the direct link is in the show notes and transcript. Even though this is not a keto podcast, a lot of eating styles I will review in the series use the bones of keto, so it is important to understand them. Also, as we delve further into hunger hormones, it is important to see what foods may stress them, causing difficult weight loss and an inability to lose belly fat. I also want to invite you at this time to have a look at my course at miriamhatoom.com slash course that is based on my original Granny Keto Transitions program that helps you begin a low-carb lifestyle or even go all the way to keto if you want. My book, Breaking Free from Diet Prison, is what this course is based upon. The direct links to the course and book are, as always, in the show notes and transcript. And before I go, I want to ask you again, how would it feel to hear your name featured on my podcast and shared with my community? When you leave a five-star review, you'll get the chance to be featured on air as our next listener of of the week. Just scroll down in your Apple app or wherever you listen to this podcast, tap the five stars and leave a sentence or two letting me know how this show has impacted your life or how you expect it to. Your review helps others find the show and I would be so grateful to receive these reviews, especially because I am just starting out. Positive reviews by my listeners are so important. And by the way, if you've ever got a question you'd like to ask me or share a topic idea that you would like me to cover in a future episode, don't be a stranger. I hang out on Instagram at Roadmap to Diet Success, or you can contact me through my Facebook page, Breaking Free from Diet Prison, which I would love you to like and join. I always look forward to hearing from listeners like you. You can also email me directly, miriam at miriamhatoom.com. Coming up in the next episode, I will be talking about the many ways of doing low carb. It is important to have the facts about these various eating plans so that you can make an informed decision about what would be best for you. So go share the show with your friends, let them know what's coming up in the next episode, and invite them to tune in with you and learn how to become free from diet prison with my Roadmap to Diet Success. Until then, go live free from diet worry, and I'll see you back here next time.